Hear ye, hear ye, peasants, lend me thy ear, for I am about to introduce one of the most brilliant minds of our time, the young millennial man-child himself, Miles Casey. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm sorry, folks. You know how it goes, though. That's what you get. You, you listen to this podcast still, you're being loyal, and I treat you like that. That's what, you know, that's just life. You just have to learn. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I hope you guys are doing well. Welcome back to the Millennial Manchild Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Miles Casey. And I hope you're having a good Monday. I know it's been a great week for me. It's been a crazy week. Wasn't exactly how I had everything, you know, it didn't go as planned. That's, uh, that's kind of what we talked about a little bit last week with that stoicism and all that. So I had to fight through it, had to adjust, and I think I did all right. I did only get to do one open mic, which is a little bit of a bummer, but I'm looking to rebound this week and hit it a couple more times, leading up to my roast that I have on Friday, too, which I'm looking forward to. It's going to be, it's kind of like a whole part of a tournament. This is the first round. It's like our March Madness of Comedians, I guess. We're having a roast battle tournament, and this is my first round, so I'm a little nervous. This is the only second time I've been in a roast, so... Yeah, we'll see. I think I'm going to come away victorious, but you never know. You never know how these things go. So that should be fun. Looking forward to that Friday. Um, but other than that, it was good last week. I had to. I got to hang out with my buddy, Brett Lytle. He had an extra ticket to uh, see this comedian, Nate Vargazzi. So I couldn't pass that up. Go see some free comedy. It was amazing. The only downfall was it was fucking raining on us all night. We're out there standing in line getting rained on. We didn't bring an umbrella because we're idiots. But we were saved. The people next to us had an extra umbrella and hooked it up. So ended up being a great night. Got some good laughs. Got some good giggles. A lot of fun. So shout out to Brett for that ticket. That was awesome. Um, been keeping busy. Been been writing a lot. Like I said, I tried some new... I don't know if I said this, but I did try some new material at the open mic I went to. Didn't go well. But that's how it goes. You got to go up there and figure out if it's funny or not. And it was not too funny, apparently. So back to the drawing board, as usual, on that. Uh, what else? Oh, two things here. I want to talk once first about Jeff Bezos, right? Like, what is this guy up to? I swear, I read an article that was like, you know, three or four months ago, talking about how he had $106 billion dollars. Which is an insane amount of money. Like, what? What? How do you not retire at a hundred billion? Be like, ah, you know what? I'm just gonna take a little break now. Maybe a couple vacations, you know. But apparently now he has a hundred and twenty billion dollars. What the fuck? Fourteen more billion, just like out of thin air. It's insane. We can we just all agree maybe to take fucking like a half a week, maybe a full week even of off of buying shit off of Amazon. Like that guy just found the perfect way to capitalize on how lazy and awful Americans are. <laughs> you know, we all want this shiny new thing, but we don't want to even leave our house to get it. Amazon, same day shipping, hook that shit up. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> but it just like he seems just like an evil billionaire to me, kind of. I don't know. I just not. I'm not getting a good vibe. Not getting a good vibe. Very Lux Luther ish. The the shaved head. It's not a I don't know. But um besides him, other speaking of crazy billionaires, 
uh, Trump. I have to admit, I'm rooting for him on this North Korea thing. I don't know if you guys heard about this much. I don't know too much about it. But there was a, an agreement maybe to go meet, you know, go meet this little rocket man. Get some talks about the nuclear, you know, program being stopped. Yeah, please. Let's make it happen. I'm actually rooting for Trump on this one, of course. I mean, I'm always rooting for him. I'm not, like, trying to actively see him fail. But, you know, some people were like, oh, I don't want him to do this, blah, blah, blah. Like, no. Please, as somebody on the West Coast, make this happen. That'd be great. And, you know, and I'm, I'm still aware that Trump is an insane person. Like, I mean, you guys heard, right, that he was, he said he would have ran into the school shooting. You know, you heard this, right, when the Florida school shooting, he said he would have ran in there without a gun. What? What kind of delusional, fucked up world does this guy actually live in? It's insane. But, I mean, I guess that's our president. He also said he, if he was there back when Jesus was getting crucified, he would have been like, no, not Jesus, don't do that to Jesus, take me. Take me, because that's, you know, that's just the kind of guy Trump is. He's very generous, very humble, very giving. You know, I don't know. He's, he's an insane person. But, like I said, I am rooting for him on the North Korea thing. I hope he pulls something off there. That would be hilarious, and people would be so, I feel like people would be salty, but it would be a good thing. <laughs> um, what else? I don't know if I mentioned this, but been making an effort to get out of the house to write more, been going to coffee shops, changing up the environment, and it's been good. I can't get up to my old shenanigans when I'm out of the house. Gives me sometimes some more stuff just to look at and think about, and yeah, it's been great. I mean, you see some fucking weird shit, like crazy homeless people every once in a while start, you know, yelling. That's okay. That's just part of being in Ocean Beach, I think. But you also see shit like, I saw, like last night, I went there go do a little writing, do a little, you know, preparing for the week ahead, whatnot. And, uh, I saw these two fucking kids. They couldn't be, but teenagers, I don't even know. But they were literally dipping, I saw them dipping their cheeseburger into their fucking soda. And that's what we have to look forward to for the future, folks. Um, what kind of fucking idiot does that? I mean, I heard them eating Tide Pods. But they're literally, I saw them literally dipping their cheeseburger with the bun and all, lettuce, fucking tomato right into the fucking soda yeah so i mean i guess that's better than tide pods but it's uh, you know it's a quick way to get diabetes as well i'm sure anyways uh yeah i haven't even mentioned today's episode yet what it's about today's episode is going to be kind of along that same vein that we've been following we've got the motivation the momentum the stoicism this one's going to be more about mindset and how kind of the mind works a little bit it's going to be talking about cognitive behavioral therapy there's these 12 different ideas that at least I had a problem with and didn't even know that they existed or didn't understand them. But by looking into them a little bit more and gaining a knowledge of them, I was like, oh, I was doing some of this stuff. And it's just a way of like kind of focusing more on the negative instead of looking things at a more positive light or just getting out of that perspective of me, me, me. So I kind of want to talk about this. It's a good reminder for me and just wanted to share it with you all as well. So without further ado, we'll get into it for today, and yeah, enjoy. Do you have the time to listen to me whine about nothing and everything all at once? I am one of those melodramatic fools, neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it. Sometimes I give myself the creeps 
Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all keeps setting up I think I'm cracking up And I'm just paranoid I'm just up I went to a shrink What's up, everybody? So, as I mentioned earlier, I'm going to talk about cognitive behavioral therapy, or also known as these cognitive distortions, basically. And, you know, before I get too into this, I should say, obviously not a doctor, not a therapist, barely got a degree from Kansas State University in finance, you know. This podcast is called The Millennial Manchild. Don't expect a lot. That's, you know, that's, so this isn't some professional advice. This is just some dummy who read something on the internet and is trying to share it with you because maybe you'll get something out of this. But yeah, anyways, um, what I think I'm going to do is just read these uh, cognitive distortions to you because there's 12 of them and kind of what they do. I'm sure I'll get into a few of them a little bit more than the others because I think some of them apply to me. A little bit more than the others but yeah uh, we'll just get into it here we'll start with the first one the first one's mind reading and I'm a master of this because I love to pretend that I know what people are thinking and it's always terrible stuff about me usually um, you know I could go back in the day I could go for something as simple as a walk and I see somebody approaching me on the other you know coming the, the other way and I would think oh this person thinks I'm an idiot probably or, oh, I, I wore my crazy socks, this person probably, whatever, right? It's easy to get caught up in this idea of seeing yourself through somebody else's eyes and being a mind reader of what they, what they see and what they think of you. And I used to do this all the time and didn't even realize it. So that's why when, you know, I started to learn about these cognitive distortions, I was like, oh, there's a little bit of a... I can put a little bit of a label on some of my, my bullshit and start calling myself out. And again, through the meditation and, you know, recognizing these thought patterns and being able to get a little bit of perspective every now and then, I was able to do that and kind of help improve my, my mindset and avoid trying to be a mind reader. Because it's a way to compare yourself through, like, looking through somebody else's eyes. It's just not a good way to live your life. You're not going to... You're going to end up being very unhappy if you look at yourself through other people's eyes, right? And you have to remember, it's very, when I think about it, it's like it's very egotistical too to think that this person walking down the street is even fucking worried about what I'm doing. You know, everybody's got their own problems is what I'm getting at. So to think that they're worried about how I look or you know, what I'm up to is completely and utterly ridiculous, but I used to do it. 
and it was a common thing for me. So again, maybe one of these will click with you and you'll be able to be like, oh, I kind of do do that. And that's just what I'm trying to, you know, point out here. Nothing more, nothing less. Not a guru, right? <laughs> All right. So the next one is another one that I kind of do is fortune telling. And this is just predicting negative events that are going to happen. You don't really know what the outcome is going to be. You don't you have much control. For example, maybe you went to a job interview and you did your best, but all you can think about is like, nope, not going to get it. You just go immediately to that negative fortune telling and become a mastermind apparently of like what's going to happen in the future. And it just causes more stress and more anxiety because then you suffer twice. Say you, what if you do get the job and then you suffered and went through all that anxiousness and nastiness for no reason. So you just have to be able to, again, work on staying in the moment and, and, and calling out some of these cognitive distortions for what they are. Three is catastrophizing, catastrophizing. Yeah, sorry. Can't really pronounce that word, but that's basically turning it, making like something bad did happen to you, but only being able to focus on that. And it turns into the worst situation in the world. Basically, you're just like, oh, everything is bad is happening to me. This is the worst. I can't get out of it. That type of thing. I didn't really have that problem too much. Um, Labeling. This is another one that I definitely have, you know, assigning a negative trait to yourself. You know, it could be something like, oh, I am undesirable, fat, dumb, whatever, right? You start labeling yourself, even though you're much more complicated and you're much more than just one thing. Sometimes it's easy for us to get in this negative pattern, negative thought space of just labeling. Like when I'm eating gummy worms or doing something bad for myself, I go, oh, you're being dumb and fat. And I shouldn't do that, right? That's not healthy. You shouldn't talk to yourself that way because I wouldn't allow a friend to talk to me that way. Unless they're joking, of course, I take a joke. But if they're being serious and trying, you know, whatever, I'm going to fight somebody. But when I talk to myself that way, it's okay. No, 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 that can't be okay. And that's one of the things, again, that's what this is about. Changing how you talk to yourself, changing kind of how you look at things and how your thought process works. And again, just being able to identify it. Because that was what was so big for me. Just being able to be like, oh, I'm doing that one. Can't do that. I'm not a mind reader. I'm not a fortune teller, etc. Quit labeling. All these things. They really did help me. And again, uh, I was going get to get into this a little bit at the end. But I guess I'll kind of caveat here real quick to break up this. Um, I was actually watching this YouTube video the other day that was talking about how the brain works. And the way, one of the things that they're talking about is how the brain perceives things. So, for example, if you were told that this glass is half full, you see it more in a positive light and vice versa. So, if you're told, if you're told it's half empty, you see it in a negative light. So, it's kind of, you can see it's like our brain has a tendency to already be tricked one way or the other depending on how it goes. But the problem with this is it's actually easier for your brain to switch from a positive to a negative than it is from a negative to a positive. You actually have to do a little bit more work and it's a little bit harder to switch from that negative to a positive. So if you were told that the glass is seen as half empty and then we're like, no, 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 it's actually half full, you were more likely to still see it in a negative light, basically. And you have to do that extra work to get, like, that's why I, I kind of talked about this a little bit before, but 
it's it's tough to be happy. It's hard to, to be hitting all of the things, you know, doing the journaling, doing the exercise, working on this type of mindset and improvement. It's hard to be doing all those things to be happy because it's not easy. Happiness doesn't just come like, la, 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 la. I should just be happy because I'm living like, you know, it's much more difficult than that. I think we most of us know that. So, yeah, that's one of those things you just have to know that it is harder to go from that negative to a positive, And that's what these kind of are. So you're going to have to work at it, basically. And I definitely had to work at it. But, you know, a little bit better each day, little little tiny bit, half percent, one percent, whatever each day. And it starts to add up over time for sure. What else? Um, so another one here is discounting positives. Claiming positives are trivial and, and not being able to, you know, see the positives as a win. I kind of had this problem a little bit. Sometimes I'll discount like when a set goes well or, you know, somebody says, hey, that wasn't so bad. And I'll be down on myself. I'll be like, no, 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 that was horrible. And I, so I think I have a little bit of this problem. It's tough to sometimes just accept a small win and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah that was good. You know, so I, I definitely need to work on that. It's easier to focus on those negatives, as I said. So another one is overgeneralizing, allowing like one event, event to set the bar for all, right? Like what they mean by this, like say you were trying to go on a date with somebody and she said no. So now it's, oh, now no one will date me. You overgeneralize. You're saying now no one wants, is interested in me. These, you know, these grand generalities are talking in, it's, it's, it's very, it's very tough to get out of those mindsets when you're in it sometimes because, you know, another one could be like, you know, I didn't get a job, so now I'm never going to get a job. And it's easy to, again, beat yourself down and not be able to see past the short-term struggle that you're, you're in. And then that's why, you know, you have to continue to, you know, do the right things. For me, that's meditating, again, journaling, exercising, all of that stuff. Um, what else here? We're on number eight is dichotomous thinking. You know, this is thinking in black and white, basically. It's kind of similar to the last one. Um, but seeing events is all or nothing. You know, all these people hate me. Or that whole t- was like if I go up on stage and it doesn't go well, I'm like, oh, that was a complete waste of time. Instead of seeing it as like, oh, well, I found out what wasn't funny. I found out that... Um, I can survive a bomb. I survive, you know, it's, I can get better instead of looking at it as like, Oh, I can take some wins away from that. Or another way you're just not impressed by it. And you see it as a loss, you know, it's not as simple as black and white, basically. Um, number nine, blaming. And this is when, you know, everybody knows what blaming is. Nobody likes somebody who's blaming people for all their problems. It's the worst to be around somebody who can't take responsibility for their problems and they're blaming others, right? They're just focusing their energy on others and putting all their faults on them. And this one, I don't really, I, I didn't really have a problem with blaming others. I do blame myself for my failures and that type of thing. I don't know, maybe that's, I think that's a good thing because I got to take responsibility. But, you know, blaming others, it's just nobody likes to even be around that type of person. They're very insufferable in my opinion. But, so, you know, don't do that. <laughs> Uh, this one, this is a big one for me. I used to get caught up in this, like, what if thinking, right? This is another one of those big cognitive distortions for me. I would go down an endless rabbit hole of what ifs. You know, what if she says this? Or what if I 
get this or what if I get fired or whatever, you know, these what ifs can literally go on forever. So it's very unhealthy because you can get caught up in this thinking and you don't even realize it. And a lot of times these what ifs lead to very negative scenarios or lead to wanting more or to a whole nother what if scenario at the end, right? So you have to be aware of how you're spending your time thinking and getting caught in this vicious cycle of, of what ifs, because you could what if yourself to death, plain and simple. And a lot of times these situations aren't going to even happen. So you're putting yourself in a crazy story, making up these crazy stories for no reason and putting yourself through extra stresses or anxieties that don't need to occur. And yeah, so that was a big one for me, recognizing these what if scenarios needed to go. Um, last two here, we have emotional reasoning, which is just letting your feel feelings guide your interpretation of reality. You know, I'm depressed, so I suck at my job. She broke up with me, so that means no one loves me. You know, letting how you feel just really take on everything around you as well within your reality. Um, and the last one here is inability to disconfirm. So this is where you reject anything but the negative ideas. You ignore all evidence people put before you and only accept the neg- the, the negative evidence. So even if, you know, people are like, hey, we're, we're your buddies. We're, we, we remember that time we had a great time at the movies and we did this and we did that. You're like, no, no, no. I only remember that one time where you yelled at me and said that blah, blah, blah. You And that's, that's kind of another one that uh, I don't really have that one as much. But basically being aware of these ideas and having an understanding of these, you know, cognitive distortions and I believe it's more properly like I said called cognitive behavioral therapy and just being aware of these was a real eye-opener for me and between like I said the meditation and staying in the present and being more aware of what to call these things I was able to start kind of turning my mindset around and improving it so hopefully you got a little something out of that because I think having a positive mindset is so important. I mean, that's one of the things that we really can kind of control. And some people, you know, you might need a little medication or whatever, but oftentimes when we're in a bad mindset, it's because we know we're not doing the right stuff. We know we're not exercising. We know we're not journaling. We know we're not meditating. I mean, that's for me, obviously. So again, if we want to be kicking ass in a fine-tuned machine, you got to start checking all these boxes and just be aware of this stuff. And that's why, again, it was nice for me to go over this, kind of have a refresher. Always good to have that refresher because, you know, as I said just a few weeks ago, I was getting down on myself. I was being negative. I wasn't doing the best thing I could. And now I'm feeling like a little bit better, slowly but surely. And it's sure, like I said, it wanes from time to time. But... I get back on that horse and keep kicking ass. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode and yeah, thank you. There's a darkness upon me that's flooded in light. In the fine print they tell me what's wrong and what's right And it comes in black and it comes in white And I'm frightened by those who don't see it 
Where nothing is owed, deserved, or expected And your life doesn't change by the man that's elected If you're loved by someone you're never rejected Decide what to be and go be it For the 19th episode of the Millennial Manchild Podcast, folks. And I must say, thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. I know it really means a lot to me anytime anybody reaches out, says a kind word, says that they enjoy it, um, all that stuff. I do really appreciate it. So I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of you who are still taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about whatever kind of crazy bullshit that I think you know, would help me or maybe help you a little bit as well. So again, thank you all for listening. I do appreciate it. And if you don't mind, continue to rate, like, subscribe, whatever, all that fun stuff, you know, share it with a buddy. If you're enjoying it, that would really help me out. Uh, But yeah, I'm having fun with it. And I just wanted to say thank you again. So shout out to you all for that. So let's just get into it here before we wrap up. Um, I did have a good Sabbath. I am really liking this keeping social media away and getting off the phone, you know, making a an effort to continue to write and do jokes uh, and have a little bit of a reflective period on my Sundays. It's good for me. I think it's something I'm going to try and implement going forward, even, you know, continue it because I just need more discipline, which I think it's going to bring that because it's a whole day of, you know, saying no to social media, trying to stay off my phone. And again, it's it's good to be bored a little bit. I think if I want to come up with crazier ideas, I've got to spend more time being bored. So yeah, it'll just be good for me. And I wanted to share that this one was a, g- a good one for me. Uh, it went a little bit better than last week. So that's that was fun. Um, as for all the other stuff, you know, journaling has been going great. Writing has been going great. I must admit, though, one thing I need to really focus on uh, this coming week after, you know, having a little bit of reflective time and reviewing is that I'm not rehearsing enough. I think I need to spend more time practicing my lines, you know, practicing telling the jokes because I can write it down and then I kind of, you know, have it in my head. I'm like, oh, that's, you know, that's kind of the punchline I want to get to, blah, blah, blah. But I should be, you know... I heard somebody say one time, like, professionals know their lines, plain and simple. If you want to be a professional, if you want to do this, you got to know your lines. And sure, maybe I don't have to have the lines perfect, but I need to I need to know the jokes a lot better than I do. Because when I go up there with an idea that I think is kind of funny and I don't deliver it properly, it just, you know, it's very painful to watch, I'm sure, for the audience. And it's painful to deliver. So that's what I need to do this coming week. Focus on some rehearsal, a little bit more practice time on that. And also a little bit more rewriting of jokes. Don't just write it once and be like, yep, 
masterpiece. That's done. Doesn't need to be touched ever again because that is definitely not the case. So besides just writing and, you know, journaling and all the other stuff, I'm going to try to rewrite more and practice a little bit more. I think that'll be helpful to me so I have a better understanding of my jokes and how I want them to be delivered and maybe I'll find some new stuff too. So looking forward to that. Just wanted to share that with you a little bit. But yeah, that more mics, more exercise, keeping the momentum going, all that fun stuff, folks. I'm really enjoying it. I have decided uh, I finished another book. It was a short one, but it was How to Steal Like an Artist. Really enjoyed it. Had some cool ideas about just getting started as an artist, how to be more creative, how to kind of be, you know, because everybody has influences. Everybody's inspired by somebody to do whatever they want to do within their art usually. And it's okay to be inspired. You know, you don't have to, it's when you, it's not about stealing from them because it does kind of sound that way, obviously, when it's like how to steal like an artist, but it's talking about how you pick a little bit from this person and pick a little bit from this person and pick a little bit from this person. And then you mix it with your own shit. And that's how you become creative and figure out your own voice in many ways because you have to go through it and you don't really know what to do. So you have to look up to these people who've kind of trailblazed for, for you a path for you before, right? Yeah, so it was very interesting. It was a quick read. So that was another one that's in the books. And I'm looking forward to you know continuing that reading path. I'm going to try and stay on it. I feel like it, it was good. I've enjoyed it so far. I forgot that how much I liked reading. So that's been fun for me too. Um, but other than that, check out two things here. Uh, one's just a music channel. It's called The Needle Drop. All it is is just music reviews of the most you know popular latest music. And I'm a fan of the, this channel. If you're a fan of music, it's a good place to get reviews to see if you might be interested in an album or not. Uh, so I wanted to recommend that to you. And the other thing I was going to recommend was the new Logic CD, the Bob and Bobby Tarantino tape. thought he did a very good job with that. I think if you're a fan of rap or a fan of Logic, you'll like that. So check those two things out. I think you'll enjoy them. And yeah, we'll just hit you with the music here in order. Uh, Basket Case by Green Day. Head Full of Doubt, the Avid Brothers. And Lithium by Nirvana. So until next time, as always, Millennial Manchild, out. I'm so happy cause today from my friends are in my head. I'm so ugly, that's okay cause so are you.
beside it. I can't wait to meet you there.